welcome back to News They Ain't Telling You, where politics meets pop culture. All right, we have all kinds of fun, quick news. We have a lot of it. A lot happened in the last couple of days. Um, first and foremost, the COVID bill, American Rescue Plan, has passed the House meaning it is on the president's desk waiting for a signature. He originally was going to sign on Friday. Thankfully, he is going to sign Thursday, today, so I'm glad that he's not waiting because that kind of maybe would have been used against him and people are anxiously awaiting their $1,400 checks. 85% of households will receive these checks. We have a, The bill is going to be about $1.9 trillion, so it is a massive, massive bill adding into our deficit. Zero Republicans voted for this bill. None in the House, none in the Senate. This is a fully Democrat bill, and uh, it's brilliant. I'm going to get into great detail about this bill in a second. Okay, in other news, we have a new Attorney General. Merrick Garland is finally in the building. He has been confirmed. He started work today. There was a great to-do. Um, he gave a great speech. He is going to be a phenomenal attorney general. As you know, he could have been a phenomenal Supreme Court justice. But funny story, uh, Mitch McConnell voted yes for him to be attorney general, but wouldn't even give him his Senate hearing for Supreme Court justice. So isn't that just grand? Um, Herschel Walker, who is a former professional football player who's more known now for being a Trump supporter than anything else, he is eyeing a Senate run in Georgia. He lives in Texas, so a little bit of carpet bagging there, but all right. And like I said, he is a close friend and ally of Donald Trump. He's on Fox News quite often. So um, Beth Moore, who's the name you guys may not know or may know, she is quite a big deal in the evangelist world. Um, she's equivalent to someone like a Joel Austin or a Joyce Meyer, something like that big in the evangelist Southern Baptist world. Well, she has decided that she is leaving the Southern Baptist Church. It is a very, very big deal. She is making it clear she's leaving because the Southern Baptist Church cannot keep up with the times. She is staying in the Baptist Church. I don't really know the difference between Southern Baptist and Baptist besides one's a little more extreme than the other, but Beth Moore is leaving the Southern Baptist Church and seems to be a big deal in that world. Um, there is a watchdog group that is investigating 13 GOP House members for misuse of the proxy vote. So proxy vote is basically when you can't be there for a vote, but you get someone to vote for you. It's a proxy vote. So 13 GOP House members are being investigated by this watchdog group. So more to come on that. Um, former Congresswoman Marsha Fudge has officially been confirmed as the new HUD secretary. Um, so we are officially down one House member. Like I told you guys yesterday, she represents Ohio. Ohio is Republican ran, and they can take as long as they want to do a special election. So we will be down that one House member, I feel like, for a while because she won by 80% in her last re-election. So that definitely would be a D seat that we would keep. So they're going to manipulate that, that's for sure. Florida is advancing an election bill that would ban drop boxes. So you know those boxes that you could just drop your uh, ballot in and call it a day and they're banning them. They're pushing forward a bill to ban all drop boxes, making it even harder for people to vote. Hmm, I wonder why. A new website has popped up. It is called January 6th, Jan6evidence.com and it is just that. It's people who are real people 
who are being like Nancy Drew sleuths and hunting down Capitol terrorists because I guess the FBI is taking too long. Shocking, I know. Um, apparently, there was a couple videos that were dropped by the FBI the other day showing multiple people who were dropping pipe bombs off on January 6th at the RNC, the DNC, and the Capitol. Um, some are saying one of them is a woman, which is very out of the range. Usually, it's men who do things like that, but we're in a weird time. So everyone check out Jan 6 6 evidence.com the number six not the letter six and maybe you can help out maybe you could be your own nancy drew okay president biden is ordering a hundred million more vaccines from johnson and johnson the great thing about johnson and johnson's vaccine is that it's only one vaccine instead of two um just there's a little bit of a question though on, on how effective it actually is some are saying 60 percent. some are saying 70 percent. so there we go. But 100 million more are coming because his goal is to have every adult, every person over 16 vaccinated by May. So that is a big deal. And we'll see. OK, Kyle Rittenhouse, who we all know from the infamous moment of the protester and riots where he killed someone, um, his trial is being delayed by at least seven months. Um, he, of course, got out on bail, broke his bail, disappeared, was hanging out with a bunch of like white supremacists, even though he wasn't supposed to. And then he was, he's still allowed to be kept out on bail. So at least seven more months till his trial. So that's cool. Um, brand new Como information. I feel like we get more information about him every single day. Um, Como aide has come forward and says that she was groped in December by Como. They were at the governor's mansion and he was inappropriate with her. So I think that makes six or seven different women in situations. Um, de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, has called for Como to resign. It's not that shocking considering they have no relationship and Como has definitely, in de Blasio's opinion, been a bully to him. So today the New York Democrats are meeting to discuss the future of Governor Como. We shall see more on that. Also, there is the nursing home thing that hasn't gone away. So there's a lot going on. Um, this is very exciting. The House passed H.R. 8, which is a bipartisan background check act. Eight Republicans voted for this, and I say kudos to them. It's basically getting rid of the gun show loophole and adding in universal background checks. The fact that we don't have universal background checks and you can have a record in Florida and then come to California and get a gun and that record in Florida doesn't show up, that's a little bit of a problem. The gun show loophole, of course, is you can go to a gun show and you don't have to wait for a background check. You can buy semi-automatic weapons. You can buy, doesn't matter if you've been arrested. It doesn't matter, none of it. So this is a great start at basic common sense gun reform. Um, my whole life I have been hearing that Democrats are going to knock on people's doors and be taking people's guns. And I've lived through many Congress, uh, Democrat Congresses. I've lived through two, now three Democratic presidents in my lifetime. And you know what? They never came and knocked on the door to say, let me get, take your guns. These are basic common sense and it should be that simple, but of course it's not. So again, to the eight Republicans, kudos to you. Um, the former presidents and first ladies have done an ad getting people, showing themselves getting vaccinated and encouraging people to get vaccinated. Um, Trump and Melania were not included simply because they declined. And um, also they were secretly vaccinated in January. So no need to do that. 
But I just want to add this little tidbit on it is I've noticed uh, since W. Bush has resurfaced pretty much since Trump had been president and people didn't hate him quite as much as they used to. Every single interview, every single everything, Laura Bush is sitting directly next to him in every which way. And that is included in this ad. In this ad, you don't see videos of the first former first ladies. You just see pictures of Rosalind Carter and Hillary Clinton, who had the cutest little mask with a little H on it. So cute. Michelle Obama looking gorgeous with no makeup. And uh, <laughs> then there's Laura Bush just sitting there with W in his interview. And W's like slunched over and he's like, I just can't wait till baseball's back and, and I can go to a Texas Rangers game. And she's just sitting there. And that's sort of their dynamic at all times. You guys should pay attention. She's always right there next to him, controlling to make sure that W doesn't say something really stupid to make people hate him again. But, um, you know, he, he does love his baseball. And if only he could have just owned a baseball team and been the baseball commissioner, our lives would be so different. But uh, check it out because it's a cute little ad. And um, I'm so happy that they all did it. And God has definitely um, blessed the Carters because they're looking pretty good at 90 plus years old. Um, this is interesting and change of mood here. A third degree murder charge has been added back to Derek Chauvin. Is that how you say his name? I don't really care how to say his name because he's a horrible person. He, of course, is the one who murdered George Floyd. So third degree murder was taken off a few months ago. And then now it's the judge has the same judge has allowed third degree murder charge to be back on there so hopefully this all works out again we have a new attorney general so please god let this justice finally be there um prince william oh yeah, yeah i'm so sick of talking about this family <laughs> prince william has come out and says that his royal the royal family is very much not racist um today he was out and about prince charles was out and about at some charity thing so they're definitely trying to do some cleanup kind of like what they did with princess diana after the whole debacle of prince diana being well killed in my opinion but um so he's come out and said his royal family is much not racist he has not talked to his brother but he will i am genuinely sick of talking about this family and i think it's so funny that americans were so obsessed with this royal family when we left that country, but okay. Um, Matthew McConaughey is considering a Texas governor run. Anyone who's been paying attention in the last few months should have seen this coming, but I guess we haven't learned our lesson on uh, celebrities being involved in politics. All I can see is him giving an inauguration speech in Texas and being like, all right, all right, all right. This is kind of cool, you know. But uh, wherever Ann Richards is, up in heaven, up in political heaven, she's probably just shaking her head ever so slightly. And if you don't know who Ann Richards is, you should really Google her because she was the first woman governor as a Democrat, but the first woman governor of Texas. And she is about as badass as they can get. And she potentially could have run for president one day, but George W. Bush used the fact that she was an alcoholic and currently an AA against her and sort of ruined those chances. So there you have that. Um, former MLB baseball player Johnny Damon has been arrested for a DUI in Florida. But what's really interesting, the reason I'm saying this, is while he was being arrested as he was drunk, he said he was being arrested because he was a Trump supporter and that he believed Blue Lives Matter as he's a resisting an arrest with a cop. So how was that Blue Lives Matter? Because you're not showing, you know, support. And he was saying that he was being arrested because he's a Trump supporter. And he, I'm like, dude, you're in Florida. Like, it's a safe place to be a Trump supporter. Let me just tell you. I used to love Johnny Damon. He played for the Oakland A's. I actually have his his uh, uh, batting gloves. He threw them up to me one day, and uh, they're signed and everything. But, uh, 
Yeah, Johnny, like, lay off the booze because no one has issues with you in Florida because you're a Trump supporter. Like, go hang out in Mar-a-Lago. You're fine. Um, Iowa State Senate has passed a bill that penalizes cities for cutting police budgets. So that's going to be an interesting case because um, cities have a right to their own budget. So I don't really know how they're going to implement that, but it has passed. Iowa, she's been... That governor's been busy doing all kinds of crazy stuff over there. Um, Supreme Court has called off arguments over a Medicaid work requirements case that was moving forward. President Biden's team has asked for more time. Apparently, they want to switch some things around. That was a Medicaid switch that, of course, Trump implemented. So they said, we're going to give you more time. This Supreme Court seems to be fans of President Biden. So this is just weird, weird times. Um, the Mississippi governor has signed the first ban on transgender athletes in women's sports. This is going to be a new battle that we will be saying seeing take place. I think this, along with gay rights, is going to be the new sort of civil rights. What do we do? How do we handle this? It's, you're going to see a lot of Supreme Court cases, I feel, that are going to be working that way. Um, the trans, transgender athlete situation is an unfortunate situation and i feel like this is only the beginning so we shall see tucker carlson good old tucker carlson he has mocked women in the military and saying that president biden is trying to turn the military into less masculine um <laughs> military i guess so you know that guy is too smart to be this stupid so he's saying these things and doing these things on purpose because he actually is a really intelligent man and um, I don't agree with anything he ever says, but yeah, he, he openly mocked women and said that President Biden has some secret agenda to uh, demasculine the military. I don't even know what that means or, oh yeah, it's sexist. That's what I know what that means. Um, Jeffrey Epstein's New York City mansion, that's seven floors, finally has been sold because who the F would want Jeffrey Epstein's former mansion? It makes me sick to my stomach to even think about it. But it is finally sold, and it's a mystery buyer. I wonder why it's a mystery, because <laughs> who wants to admit that? Um, it's sold for $51 million, but it's actually worth $88 million. So that is a hefty discount, but um, disgusting. I mean, why don't they just tear it down and build a new like they did with Nicole Brown Simpson's house? Because who would want that? Um, Stacey Dash, who we all know from Clueless, D from Clueless, but also from recent being very, very Trump supportive, very, very Republican, very, very Fox News. She has apologized for her offensive comments over the last couple of years, and she says she's quitting politics. So, I mean, like, who really cares? But, like, you know, she's iconic because she's D and Clueless. But, uh, yeah, so she's trying to get more work, I'm sure, in, in Hollywood because, you know, a lot of P Trump supporters have been kind of pushed aside in Hollywood, and so I think that that's what's going on. And last but not least, a little tidbit here. Adele is officially divorced finally. Um, this is what's interesting to me. There will be no spousal or child support to her ex. She, of course, married sort of like a normal, non-famous person. He's asking for no spousal support, no child support. I say kudos to him because usually men in that situation or women in that situation take full advantage. They're sharing joint custody of their son. So Adele, you are divorced. Can we get an album, sweetheart? Can we hear about the journey of the divorce and all of that? Please, for the love of God, Adele, please. All right, guys, let's break down the COVID bill, shall we?
Okay, so as you guys know, the big American rescue plan has passed the House. Joe Biden is signed. President Biden is signing it. $1,400 checks are going to 85% of households in America. Very, very exciting. It's a $1.9 trillion COVID bill. It was passed by all Democrats. Zero Republicans voted for it. Um, this is what I find to be very interesting. So the CARES Act, it passed in March 2020. That is just a few months before the election. Of course, the election of Biden versus Trump. And the CARES Act passed the Senate 96 to 0 when you are only months away from an election, knowing that this CARES Act could potentially help then Trump, President Trump. And yet 96 to 0, the four who didn't vote the no vote were all Republicans. And I can't quite remember why they didn't vote. I just remember it was Mitt Romney and Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee, and two others. I can't remember why, but they're all Republicans. So this had full support of Democrats, full support of Republicans, bipartisan in every way, just a few months before the election. And Democrats were able to look for the bigger picture and say, we have to do this for the American people. And they did. And what I find to be funny is that the Democrats, they could potentially have helped Donald Trump, and they still did it. Um, now we have the, the CARES Act was a $2 trillion bill, which added $11.7 trillion to the deficit, which is a lot, but we're dealing with COVID, so this is what has to happen. A lot of the Republicans who said that they couldn't vote for this bill was because of the amount of deficit it added, and I'm like, you had no problem adding a $2 trillion to help the American people. But now, because it's Democrat-led, you're like, no, no, no. But this is what they're going to do. They're going to spin it. They're going to say that it's, you know, it's a waste of money. All of these states are getting money. It's a blue state bailout, which is their favorite thing to say. Um, and, and try to reason with themselves as to why, you know, they didn't vote for it. Not a single Republican voted for it. One Republican went back to his home state and started touting about how great this this current COVID bill is for small businesses and small restaurants. And yet he didn't vote for it. So it's very funny. Wicker is who did that. Um, the CARES Act, just so everyone knows, it didn't address schools. Um, and it did not address schools. It did not address testing. It did not... Uh, any of that. It was just about getting money. And also a huge portion of the PPP loans went to huge corporations or friends of, you guessed it, Donald Trump. So isn't that interesting? Republicans had no issue with voting for that. But this bill, none of the money, none of the PPPs go to mass corporations. None goes to the top one or two percent. Um, you only get the $1,400 check if you make $75,000 or less. So I mean, it's interesting. It's just very interesting. So I'm just going to break down what this COVID bill is because it's very confusing. I've had a couple people ask me, so here we go. First and foremost, it extends weekly unemployment benefits through September 6th. It also adds a tax break in unemployment benefits, which is massive because we were right on the deadline of unemployment benefits going out. Um, child tax credit. This is the biggest, biggest thing. It adds $3,000 a year for each child between 6 and 17. $3,600 extra tax credit if you have a child that's under six. This little portion right here potentially can get 50% of children out of poverty by giving these parents a little bit of a leg up. This is a very, very, very big deal. And I am so happy that they fought so nonstop to put this child tax credit in there. 
Um, 30, 350 billion is going to states, cities, tribes, and U.S. territories, which is the most any tribe has ever received. So that is exciting because um, COVID has been pretty gnarly to tribes across the land. Billions will fund testing and contact tracing. $20 billion in emergency rental assistance. $10 billion goes to mortgage assistance. $130 billion to help schools reopen. The deal is if you accept money for a school, you must be reopened within 30 days, which is a big deal that Republicans are going to try to spin. Um, a billion dollars is going to Head Start. Head Start is the federal-funded daycare for low income that Lady Bird Johnson started back in the 60s. So a billion is going to Head Start. That's phenomenal because so many – you know, um, I don't want to say lower class, but so many people who are in the lower brackets, they rely on Head Start as a daycare because daycare is so expensive. So that's great. $86 billion for failing pensions, which is pretty awesome. It's a little bit of a controversy one, though, because people are saying, well, wait, pensions were already failing. Why are we bailing them out? Because this is a full bailout in the pensions department. But they put that in there. $510 million is going to FEMA. $10 billion is going to infrastructure, um, which is going to provide a lot of jobs. A lot of people were wondering why there was infrastructure in here. They're extending BART back home in the San Francisco Bay Area and one other train track in America. But it's jobs, and I think jobs will stimulate the economy, of course. $200 million for Amtrak relief, which is very much needed, but a lot of people are also saying why is Amtrak and infrastructure and things like that in the bill, but I think it's jobs, jobs, jobs. Um, $8.5 billion is going to rural health centers, which is astronomical. Um, the last president or the last presidential candidate to even sort of address or deal with rural health care center health centers or rural areas or was Robert Kennedy. And he was the last candidate to actually go to rural areas and like the Appalachian Mountains and see how poverty driven that whole area was. So $8.5 billion is going to help those health centers um, because a lot of those areas don't even have a health center. So that's great. Democrats went very, very big with this bill, which is why Republicans are poo-pooing it, because there are a lot of things in it that are, you one could say, not COVID related. But I think that what has happened is that COVID exposed, really, truly exposed how many Americans are one paycheck away from disaster and how many children are dealing with poverty. So I think that the biggest thing that I am excited about this bill is that 50% of children will be able to get out of poverty because of solely the tax credit, the unemployment benefits being extended the jobs that are going to increase, the infrastructure jobs. So I don't know why anyone would be against that. Some Republicans are saying it's just a bailout bill all around. 75% um, of the nation has been polled and approves of this bill. Um, people desperately want help. And I think, again, I'm going to go back to COVID really exposed how much poverty we have in this country when we had people waiting in food lines and people who didn't know what to do because there was no job, there was no daycare, there was no schools, there was no, everything shut down and it just exposed everything. So I am very proud of Democrats. I got a little emotional yesterday because this is Madam Speaker Pelosi's second really, really massive important piece of legislation. She of course oversaw Obamacare 
and really was the heart and soul behind getting that passed. And she is the heart and soul as much as she's saying this is President Biden's bill or she worked with Schumer or this is her baby. And she has seen this through since day one. And she really has gotten us through COVID and making deals with then President Trump. And now, of course, has more of an ally in President Biden. And President Biden has been very complimentary to her. And I just got a little bit of emotional because I realized that her career is going to wrap up here sooner rather than later. And this is a big deal. And she can retire knowing that she helped get 50% of children out of poverty. And that is what matters to Nancy Pelosi is children. And that's what she spent her whole career basing it around. So this to me felt like a Lyndon B. Johnson progress. Um, I know that a lot of people are saying that this was passed, but it was a win for Biden, but it wasn't a bipartisan win. And I get that, but sometimes you just you just got to go for it. And um, he went for it, and I am really excited. We're going to have jobs are going to increase, schools are going to reopen, vaccines are going to be out. And it's a historic, historic moment that was led by one historic woman who's going to go down in history. So this is positive news. There's a lot going on, but this is really positive news. And now with gun legislation passing the House and potentially move on to the John Lewis voting rights. The battle will be in the Senate, but Pelosi is just like bringing it on home. So we're excited. Can't wait till Biden signs this in. Okay, so my big thing is trying to convince everyone that politics is just as important as pop culture. I love pop culture. I watch every single Real Housewife. I watch 90 Day Fiance. I don't watch The Bachelor, but I know a lot of you guys do. But along those lines, I get it. Pop culture is important. However, what happens in the United States government is pretty important as well. And I think that there's certain things that every American should know who's over 18. You should know who your senators are. You should know who your House of Representatives is. At the very least, I would hope you would know who your governor is. But... All right, I get it. So I thought I would just show you guys like how hand in hand pop culture and politics really is. Let me tell you the drama on the United States Capitol Hill is not that far off from what happens on a Real Housewives episode. Let me just be clear. Let's start it off this way. Okay, so first and foremost, so Real Housewife, each cast has about six to seven members. They all like hold their diamond or their whatever it is, right? Like you guys all know the drill. So let me just say this. First and foremost, we've got Senator Feinstein. That's right. She's the OG. She's like the Vicki Gunvalson of the group. The one that you all wish like, oh, it's time for her to go away. We're done. But then when she's gone, y'all are like, wait, where's the drama? Where's the like realness? Where is the OG? That's Diane Feinstein. Okay. All right. So we go from Feinstein, who's the OG. Then we go into someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene. She is the ultimate villain. Every real housewife has an ultimate villain. In Beverly Hills, it is Lisa Rinna. In New York... This last season, it was Dorinda, sad to say. But you need the villain. Now, don't get it twisted. I don't want Marjorie Taylor Greene anywhere near re-election and anywhere near the Congress because she is cuckoo-ville. But that cuckoo-ville brings to a point where you're like, say what now? And that's what this girl does, like a villain on Real Housewives, except for it's real life and you're dealing with legislation and, and all that jazz. But like, 
girlfriend doesn't have that much power. Media gives her power. Just like on Real Housewives, media, Twitter, all of that gives all these crazy villains all the power. Then you have Susan Collins, Senator Collins, who to me is the one that you're like, yeah, I can trust her. She's great. Oh, wait, not really. She's like a Kyle Richards from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The one that you think is your friend and your ally, but then will stab you in the back and go, wait, what? Me? Who? Not? Mm. That's Susan Collins. That is your Real Housewife right there. Lisa Murkowski. Again, another one that you're like, can I, can I not? You quite can't figure her out, but she's needed on the show simply because you're, she makes you constantly wonder, like, what are you going to do, Lisa? What are you going to do next? The drama, the anticipation. Then you have the Amy Kolbachar, the real HBIC, let's be honest, the one who will make you use a comb to eat your salad and smile while she's doing it. If that doesn't sound like a real housewife, I don't really know what is. I mean, Tamara Judge, anyone? Mm-hmm. Shannon Bedore, anyone? Mm-hmm. And then you have the true queen, the one and only Nancy Pelosi, who is the LVP, the one that everyone is jealous of and thinks possibly, dang, I can't, she manipulates everything. Oh, but does she? Does she? She just rules the school, that's all. And you're all just jealous of that. So there you have it, just a couple of the ladies from the United States Congress who are so much like the Real Housewives who bring it every single time. And you should be tuning in in the same manner that you're tuning in on Bravo. Just a thought, guys. Okay, guys, make sure you enjoy this day, this historic, historic day. Good times are here again. Until next time, make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and of course, TikTok. And make sure you check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, 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 please. All right, guys, until next time, politics over pop culture.